Welcome to Beer Here. In this episode, we speak to Michelle and Erwin from the Jopen Brewery in Harlem, Netherlands. It sounds like the Beer Here studio is under construction. Despite that, Jopen Brewery was started in the early 90s simply as a project to celebrate the 750th anniversary of the city of Harlem. They found two recipes in the city archives, dating back to 1407 and 1501, and decided to recreate those brews for the anniversary. But because the brewery and the beer was so popular, they decided to create a brewery as a going concern. And after contract brewing at various breweries in the Netherlands and Belgium, they opened up their own brewery in a decommissioned church in Harlem in 2010. Let's jump in and hear the full history of the brewery as the Beer Here Studios continue to be renovated. I'm sitting here with Erwin and Michelle of the Jopen Brewery from Harlem, Holland, in the Netherlands. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. You've been in New York for a couple days. Uh, You're in the United States helping to launch the Jopen beer. That's correct. I've been listening to you guys talk about the history of the brewery for the last two days, and I think I have a pretty good handle on it. But uh, why don't you explain to us how this brewing project got started? It, It didn't start immediately as a commercial enterprise. Michel? Uh, no, it, it's true. Um, actually, it started 23 years ago, and this was um, when the, the city Harlem made it known to her inhabitants that uh, the city wanted to celebrate the 750 year of existence of Harlem as a city, so the 750 year city rights, and there asked uh, all the inhabitants to come with ideas how to celebrate this year. And there were different ideas from uh, a jousting tournament, a soccer tournament, a big culinary festival. But there were also around 10 people who said, well, Harlem used to be the, the main brewing town of Holland. And this all disappeared during the, the First World War. Um, and shouldn't we do something with beer? Because the, the wealth of Harlem in the, say, the Middle Ages came from the, uh, the beer duty. And therefore, it should be good, you know, if it was your main source of income, to give a little bit credit back to that product. And let's try to make a beer for that uh, that festival year. So the city said, well, that's a good idea. Um, If you can work together, join each other in a a group or a foundation, if you like, we will support you to be active in that festivity year. So this is what happened. The, uh, The people came together. And one of them had a, a book which prescribed two old city recipes, like a purity law, if you like. And they went into the city archives to see if these recipes were for real and if they were still there. And indeed, they, they are still there. Even now today, if you go into the city archives, you can still see the, uh, the city recipes. And it's in, in old Dutch. Uh, you, can, you can still read uh, what it says. And like the German purity law, it's not a real recipe, but it's more a statement of what ingredients you can use to brew beer and also in the certain percentages of each other, because where the German purity law only states malt, actually meaning barley malt, the Harlem purity law or the Harlem city recipe prescribed the use of three grains um, next to barley, wheat and oats, and oats in a quite high percentage. And that makes the beers quite different than the, well, say the traditional European top fermented like Belgium style beers 
that we, we saw at that time, so 25 years ago. So it started with a festivity year and an initiative to brew a beer to celebrate this festivity year. And we made some uh, test batches at uh, the university in uh, Leuven in Belgium. They had a, a small brewing equipment for 50 liters, half a barrel. So we tested the two old recipes that we found. So it's one city recipe from 1407 and one from 1501. And we decided to go for the 1501 recipe, which was named the, the Hoppen beer style. Not because it's extremely hoppy like we now have IPAs, but because it was the changeover from Groot beers, so herbed beers, to hopped beers. And that's why it was called Hoppen beer. So we started with that one for that festivity year. We had it made by a, a, a normal brewery with overcapacity, so what we now know as contract brewing or gypsy brewing or however you would like to call it. Uh, so we had our own recipe. We found also an old name which was used a lot in those times named The Open. So we used the old name again and we had it brewed at a, a commercial brewery. And those two beers are in the Yopen portfolio today? Yeah, that is still our, yeah. So it's the, the Yopen Hoppen beer and the Yopen Koit uh, Heavy Groot. Uh, so that's the, the Groot Ale and the, the Hoppen beer is the, the one we started with uh, and is still one of the, the flagships, if you like, of our portfolio. So you guys started as a project to celebrate the anniversary of Harlem continued on as a commercial brewing concern. You were brewing at different breweries in Europe, uh, at La Trappe, at De Prof. Yeah, that's correct. We started, actually I, I did a, a traineeship in a small pub brewery in Belgium, and that brewer where I worked for just changed jobs and went to a small brewery in the south of the Netherlands and said, well, this brewery has a lot of overcapacity, I can ask if you can brew here. Uh, so that's where we uh, were starting, in the uh, half moon in the uh, Hulst in the, the south of the Netherlands, but they closed after two years. So let me start first to say that initially it was meant to be for one year, only for the festivity year. But it was such a success that we said, well, it would be a shame to give the beer lovers and the inhabitants of Harlem a present in the form of their own city beer. And then after the celebration of a year, take that present back again. So, okay, it's not your birthday anymore, now you have to give the present back. So we said we, we have to maintain this and try to keep the beer available for the people because apparently they like it. Because each batch that came out of the brewery was sold within a day. So each time it was like again and again and again, sold out, sold out, sold out. So it was a, there was a big demand. Apparently people like it that much. It would be a shame to, to end it after one year. So then we said, okay, let's continue. And we did that uh, the first following year also in a foundation setup, so without a profit gain. And then after the next year, we said, okay, we needed to invest in kegs, in crates, in, in glassware, um, things like that. And nobody is going to invest in a, a non-profit organization. So then we uh, set up a, a limited, so business structure. Uh, and that's also the time that it, it became my job, because before that it was a voluntary job. And that wasn't a coincidence because that moment was the moment that Half Moon closed as a uh, brewery. And each other brewery that we approached and said, can we contract brew in your brewery, said, okay, but do you have your own crates and do you have your own kegs? And, and we didn't because before that we were able to use the, the crates and kegs from Half Moon Brewery. So then we went to La Trap, uh, the Trappist, and they were bought out by Bavaria Brewery, a big Pilsner brewery in Holland. And they asked us to leave because they wanted to focus on their own market, uh, on their own brands. Then we did another small circle in the Netherlands to see if we could be brewing somewhere else. But all the big ones were too big and all the small ones were too small. So we didn't have a, a middle-sized brewery in the Netherlands. That's how we ended up in, in Belgium. We toured 
two, three, four breweries there and ended at The Proof, who is well, well known with a lot of contract brewers because they really focus on contract brewing. And then finally, we found a church in Harlem to be uh, our own destination and our own brewery, combining a brewery with bar and restaurant. And that was in 2010? That opened in 2010, yeah. We, we bought the church in 2005 and only five years waiting for permits because the city wanted it that bad. And then so after uh, five years, we were able to do the uh, refurbishment and, and to open end of 2010. Is there a general concept of the brewery when it comes to recipes and styles of beer that you make? We try to link everything to a historic background. I think that that's key. Yeah, so you could say there's two. It's either it's uh, historic, so beers that have passed away and are brewed again, yeah. or it's more innovative, if you like. And then we'd like to to look at either an historic angle, yes, or well, due to the the, the historic recipes that we brew, we already used to brew with multiple grains, so different grains than just barley or wheat, and we, we try to enhance that in new things that we do. So if we make for instance, a pale ale. We chose to do a rye pale ale, which wasn't done at that moment in the Netherlands, and we were the first to, to do it. Yeah, and I think our North Sea IPA is a good example where we use the barley and the oats initially used for a durable shipping beer that was like a, what's that, 17th, 18th century beer, now 18th century beer, yep. I think. Different to the two IPAs today that basically use barley malt, we use the barley and the oats. And that makes it a different IPA in our view. It, it's softer. Well, you can yeah. uh, compare it with a regular stout or an oatmeal stout. Yeah. It's a different thing. And yeah. that's the same with our IPA. It's, it's softer, it's more mellow, but still hoppy. And I think it enhances the, the fruitiness of the hops. Uh, so a lot of people, uh, when they have our, they, that say, I don't like IPA, and we give them our North Sea IPA, say, well, but this is not an IPA, because it's, it's, it's very fruity, and it's very, it's almost uh, like if it's sweet, yeah. but it still has uh, 65 to 70 EBU. So it's not sweet, but the mouthfeel and the aroma makes the people think that it's yeah. sweet. And uh, that's actually something that you can recognize in many of our beers. You see that in Hoppen beer, and I've heard that a lot these last few days, Hoppen beer, but also, for example, the Doubting Thomas, our quadruple, is that the mouthfeel is very round and very pleasant and, and with great balance. And we tend to find that coming from the mixture of using barley malt, wheat malt, oats, for us, that's an asset. That's something that we really like to develop. And that comes from old brewing practices, basically. Well, and combined with uh, the philosophy that, that we have in our brewery, that, uh, that comes even from our, our senior brewer, uh, Chris, who taught us that a good beer is a beer that when you finish your glass, you want a second one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not difficult to make uh, extreme beers. You, know, you, you, you can throw in loads of hops, of loads of other ingredients, and, and you'll make it extreme but it doesn't make it a very drinkable beer. No. And I think that's the, the, the main uh, uh, issue, that you, you want a, a taste and a flavor which is distinctive, which is different. And on the other hand, you want it to be drinkable so that after you finish your beer, you still think, this was so nice, I would like to yeah. have a second one. Yeah, what makes a good beer great is that you want another one and another one and right. another one. 